Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. I get a lot of questions on a a daily and weekly basis on social media. People who are trying to come to terms with raising private investment. Um, And to to be fair, many of them really struggle um, initially. But the things we can do to help, we can uh, look at it from a business perspective. And I have to be honest, we've raised 28 million of private capital over the last four and a half years. And I don't think we've ever asked anybody for any money once. So there is a way and means of doing this. And I would absolutely encourage you all to find your own personality, find your own model that allows you to put your head on the pillow and sleep easy. So some of the lessons that we've learned, yes, over raising 28 million over the last uh, five years, but but actually raising business for, for finance for best part of 25 to 30 years. Um, is to find your own model. And some of these tips that I've had to come to terms with myself over the years as as I've grown, um, I think will be particularly valuable uh, for you. So let me take you through some of the things that I rate as some of the core principles um, that will enable you uh, to raise private investment with confidence and with compliance. And I really mean that. You know, compliance is is absolutely uh, absolutely everything there. So let me uh, let me cover this section off because this is going to be really quite illuminating for those who have that passion but maybe haven't quite got the the system and the process uh, and the confidence to convert. So there's probably seven key areas, and and each one of these has multiple aspects to it. Um, but the first would be establishing and building your identity. And quite often we'll refer to this as what is your economic equation? What is your model? Because the most important person in this process and the first party in this process is you. Let's let's assume you're the developer. Is you the developer? At this stage, you haven't got any investors. You haven't got a bank. There's no other counterparties. So it's understanding what your identity is, who you're there to serve, what type of Um, property you're looking to find, what's the added value, the conversion process, Um, what is your business structuring, the shareholders, the directorships, the control, what do you stand for, what is your moral compass bearing and the story behind what you do. Uh, For us at at EQUA, EQUA stands for equitability, um, creating shared value amongst all parties. So whether that be the party we're buying the land from, um, our investors, our banking partners, um, right the way through to society itself and some of our business investments where we're looking at uh, helping support the end of street homelessness has a real impact in, in society. And that creates a return, may not be immediately tangible return, but it's a return. And you'll be surprised how our potential investors are really drawn to the moral compass bearing of, of your business and what it stands for. So that, that really is, is, is absolutely paramount. 
building the identity and also building the operating model that serves you, the shareholder, um, you as a director control, and you create that team that embody the values. So number one, build your identity. Number two, you need to increase your profile. You need to increase your profile to let people know what you do. Now, this is all relevant um, and in context with what your aspirations are. If your strategy is to, to do one or two buy-to-lets a year, then you probably don't need a, a large audience. You're probably not looking for many investors. You're just looking for a select few. So it all has to be in context. You know, size isn't everything whether you're you know, understanding what your economic model is, your equation, what the scale and aspirations you are, what you're growing. I mean, we've got a portfolio, as, as Nigel said, of, of many, many tens of millions. Um, and some of the profiling of that uh, investment you might need might be short-term development finance. It might also be long-term, what we would call patient capital, um, long-term lower, lower cost of, of debt, lower returns, but maybe there are other benefits. And I'll come on to that in a little, a little while. So looking at increasing your profile, you can't fake who you are and nor should you. Social media is, um, is littered with, with falsehoods. Um, you know, it, it's, it's what makes people resonate. Do what, be who you are, do what you love, back your business, explain your model, explain your story, don't try and please everybody. You know, this is a very specific business for a very specific purpose. If that resonates, would love to have a conversation with you. Um, but don't try and please everybody. You're not looking for a cast of thousands here. You're probably specifically looking for a number of people who align with your values, your vision, your strategy, who you can create a rapport with. I find some of the basic mistakes a lot of people find. Um, they 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 put the the sniper rifle on on everybody they meet um and treat everybody as a potential investor with humility that's not the way i like to live my life to be honest um treat everybody as an individual you never meet a potential investor um you just meet a fellow member of the human race explain with passion what you do ask many questions as to what they do um what what their interests are and uh, it's amazing you know how much you'll you'll gain if you just look at people as potential investors. You may well miss joint venture opportunities, business alignments uh, in the future. So ask questions, get to know people, find out what what passions people have. I've I, some of our our largest investors um, going back. Some of the coffees I've had with them in the earlier years. You know, I've probably met them three or four times and barely spoken about you know, the detail of what we do, certainly never touched on uh, investment. Um, we've talked maybe about tax efficiency, how we structure our business, what they do, how they've created their wealth and journey, you know, how they've how they've expanded over the last 5, 10, 20, 30 years, how they've sold businesses. You know, we're born with one mouth and two ears for a reason. And listening to people's stories is incredibly inspirational and drawing from that. So let people know your, uh, your passion. What I would say is, well, I'm going to use the C word here, uh, compliance. Compliance is everything. 
and you do not raise investment at any stage unless you've determined certain areas. Um, and that would be from a sophisticated investor perspective, a, a self-certified high net worth individual. And there's a core part of our promise model of, of getting your process systems and compliance um, very clear, irrespective of whether your investors are SaaS trustees, limited company, individual people, or even trustees actually outside of a SaaS um, very, very important. And I'll use that word compliance time and time again. Thirdly, creating personal trust. Um, there isn't a shortcut to creating personal trust, and there isn't a shortcut to raising private investment either. It takes time, build trust, and, and not rush the process. The, the biggest temptation to, um, uh, to rush the process normally happens when you find a deal and then you need funding. And we always talk about the two pipelines that you have. The pipelines are, are really important. Um, the first pipeline is you need a pipeline of deal flow. And the second pipeline is you need a, a, a pipeline of potential private investors. Um, the two have to happen uh, at the same time. They've got to happen early. The, the old Chinese proverb, when is the... Uh, the best time to plant a tree, well, it was 10 years ago. So, you know, if you didn't plant it 10 years ago, make sure you plant it today. Start those seeds now. Um, when you get a deal is not the right time. And I think somebody asked the question earlier on, um, it, do we start the program when we get a deal? Well, I've just given you a great example where you need to start now. You start cultivating, nurturing relationships which may result in finding a deal or it may result in finding a private investor in due course. But you start those relationships now and I can teach you how and instill in you that confidence to have a system, the compliance and, and run, your, run your aspirations as a business, as a compliant business. So creating that personal trust um, is incredibly important. You need to understand what language you're talking um, potential investors will all think differently. They'll all have different aspirations. Um, some think very visually. You know, they want to actually physically see and visit some of your past developments um, or, or portfolio or certainly see pictures or videos. Others will quite happily dance past the, the visuals and want to be straight into, into a spreadsheet. You can imagine there the conversations Nigel has on a regular basis. Um, and it's really important to understand that different people have different passions, they, they resonate differently, and, and they analyze things in, in different ways. Um, also, the, the message as well. Um, do you think everybody wants financial freedom? Well, many of the investors, high net worth investors, they achieved that many, many years ago. So that message just simply isn't going to resonate with them. You may need to introduce language that once you've listened to what they what, what they need, what they're looking for, um, put it in a language back to them that, that resonates. Um, return on capital employed on an annualized basis. And it's a different type of investment language. Um, so that's really important. Now, you won't necessarily have multiple investment memorandums. You'll have one investment that, that caters for the different tastes and appetite 
um, for your investors. And you certainly wouldn't send an investment memorandum out to all of your um, uh, self-certified high net worth uh, in- investors. You know, you'd be specific. Some will be looking for debt. Some will be looking for equity. Um, what are you looking for to raise? You know, if you're looking at buy, develop, and hold, it's unlikely you'll be looking to attract equity because that's very expensive. You're probably going to be looking at debt. So understanding and listening um, to what an investor's requirement is. Are they looking for debt? Are they looking for for equity? Making notes um, and recognising that not all investors are the same. They're, They're all individuals at the end of the day, irrespective of whether they're investing through a limited company, a SaaS, or... Or, or in a personal capacity. Fourthly, business credibility. Business credibility is incredibly important. So how do you put that credibility in a document, in your language, um, to, to understand um, and demonstrate your track record? Well, I've covered some of those areas in terms of the, the type of language that you're, that you're using. But drawing together your track record, you may have a background not in property, but as an accountant or as a a project manager in the construction industry. I mean, these are incredibly relevant skills in terms of managing a business or managing specific trades. And we want to draw out those controls. Um, You may may have a buy to let portfolio. I know one mentee who's got a buy to let portfolio of 10 buy to lets. And they were doing their 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 first development in in their mind's eye, their first development. But actually, that process would have spent the last ten years building ten bytelets, and their eleventh deal is now this property development. Phase one was create a bed of ten bytelets, and not use private investors' money; just use their own money put their own money at risk so they could prove it to themselves that it would work. Now they're into scale-up mode and they're now presenting an opportunity to people who have expressed an interest to invest. You can see the, the, the story emerging of how they're not taking unwarranted risks. They're gradually building and compounding over time. It builds trust, builds that credibility. Number five. Creating that attractive investment. Now, the first point I'd raise here is, well, who is that attractive to? Well, first of all, it needs to be attractive to you, you as in the the owner of the business, the the developer. So what are the terms? Go back to building your identity. What is your economic equation? What is the structure of the investment? Is it debt? Is it equity? What's your exit strategy? So there's quite a lot of permutations to build through. But these are relatively basic things if you follow a proven path and a system to get you to where you you need to be. Once you believe in that, then that's your system. And you're beyond reproach, to be honest. As long as you've got compliance there, nobody's going to call call your baby ugly. Nobody's going to say that investment's wrong. They might say it's not right for me, but that's great feedback for you. Okay, if that's not right for you, what type of structure are you looking for? So you can really gain that knowledge for the future. But the tail doesn't wag the dog. You're creating an opportunity 
um, for your business that works for you, then you're offering that model to investors. I have seen in the past where people um, create an opportunity, they've, they've acquired a property or in the process of acquiring a property. And then in discussions with uh, investors, they're trying to be flexible to shape the, the process and the system to suit the investor. Well, if you have multiple investors, all of a sudden you're trying to you're trying to plat fog, to be honest. There's no way you'll be able to have compliant terms with multiple investors all on different terms and be able to look all of them in the whites of the eyes on a site visit and say, I've treated you on a pari-pursue basis. Pari-pursue. Pari-pursue is Latin. It says, I'll treat each party stands on a, a, an equal footing. And that's what people want to understand. They've been treated fairly. Everybody's on the same terms. And then we can focus on progress and, and updates. So looking at the attractive investment is really important. The investment will need an investment memorandum. This is where the FCA come in making sure that you're not in a retail investment scheme here, um, you're not promoting. So this is people who have, who have uh, uh, been attracted to you um, in a, a compliant way. So compliance looks very different. And I'll, I'll take you through uh, in the weeks to come through the three-month program, I'll take you through what compliance looks like, whether your investors are investing as individuals, um, from a, a SaaS trust perspective, from a, uh, a company, a business-to-business -business engagement, or from another trust or maybe a, an LLP engagement as well. So compliance, 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 and uh, whether that's um, uh, on a loan basis or, or debt or, or whether it's equity with a, with a profit share. There's many ways of structuring that, but it's got to serve you and your business for you to then give confidence to your investors. Communication. I think this is uh, a key part that many people miss. You know, they 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 lack the communication. The communication needs to happen. You're open all hours. Uh, if an investor has a query or a concern, you want to know about it straight away. All our investors know they can drop me an email at any time. Um, so communication is is really important. And the communication doesn't stop. You know, after uh, investors are onboarded uh, and going through. Uh, the, and the development is going through its various stages. You know, make sure that somebody within your board is in regular contact, possibly monthly contact with them, and updating them not just on the project, but actually they're really interested in the success of the overall business and other opportunities or other um, uh, other developments that are progressing and what your strategy is. So that's really a, a great opportunity there. And then the, the rinse and repeat, the review, the repeat uh, process. We have fast-track feedback loops, um, which enable any query, any concern, any feedback. You know, we're always humble and stay grounded and want to improve. So it gives you the chance to feed that back into your system. Um, and what a great opportunity if an investor gives you a bit of feedback and the next time they receive the investment memorandum, um, they say, well, I, I raised that point with you, didn't I? And we can say, yeah, we did. And we, we took that to the board. We thought that was a great idea. And we've enhanced our systems because of that. They feel listened to and part of the process. So that investor council is incredibly important. And it, it comes back to one of the underlying principles here throughout uh, your, your journey in raising investment. And that's 
listening. So many people go on the front foot. It's going to a networking, you know, paying you 20 quid and going to a networking meeting and, and having somebody shove a business card on your chest and talk to you for 30 seconds. You know, it's um, that's no way to do business, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, you're being talked to and it turns most people off. Listen. You know, value other people's time as you would value yours as well. Listen, take the time to understand people, grow relationships, and it will pay a handsome return for everybody. And it will also create those multiple returns. This isn't just an economic return of pounds, shillings, and pence. This is that return of your capital. Everybody wants their capital back, but also the return on their capital, be that profit share or, or interest, and also the return on intellect, uh, the return on interaction, because you can meet other fellow investors as well, and that builds trust. And then the return on impact. And I mentioned a great example of you know, the work we're doing to help alleviate street homelessness, creating true impact in society. Um, you know, a massive up to £50 million of taxpayer savings every year through the work we'll be doing over the next 10 years in that sector. That return on societal impact is incredibly important. So there we go. There's a bit of a deep dive into some of the seven principles there, core principles, to give you the confidence of raising investment. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.